Hey, Birdland, how are we today? The Orioles are in the middle of a long road stand against some tough West Coast teams. These teams include the Mariners, Padres, and Athletics. You may say Oakland isn't tough, but they have nothing to lose. So that's why I think they can make that series tough in the Orioles. Today, I will be covering the West Coast series and looking over the Oakland A series. I will also introduce you to my guest in a second, but me and him will also talk about many other topics around the MLB and revolving the Orioles. So who led the 1970 Orioles in home runs? A, Brooks Robinson, B, Boog Powell, C, Frank Robinson, D, Paul Blair. Dylan, what is your answer? Boog Powell. Okay. Uh, so of course I will go over the answer at the end of the podcast. Uh, but Birdland, let's welcome our guest, Dylan. Dylan, do you have any fun facts for us about you? Um, I, uh, I'm a baseball player myself, so I like to say that I have like personal experiences on some things, awesome. you know, so some players go to, um, diehard Orioles fans, of course. And a random fun fact is I went to David Dole's MLB debut. Okay. Okay. In 2016. I didn't even know it was his debut until I went. So it was like a, a random fact. So I actually went to Westbrook's debut this year. And then I didn't get to go to Gunners, but I went to the second game, which was pretty cool. I went to the game last Tuesday when Tucker hit the home run, Grand Slam. I went to that one. Oh. Um, that was one of the worst was ones. That the first game of the series? Yeah, that was the first game, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was yeah I was game. at that game. I was at that game. Yeah, such a crowd killer because the and crowd was there all night. Crazy. I mean, Bautista can't be perfect twenty four seven though. So he can't. That's exactly uh, my point. And and uh, you know, it it sucks. I think that kind of took him out of the Cy Young race. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. We may touch on that later if we get to it. I mean, I don't think he was gonna win the Cy Young anyway, personally, because you have like Garrett Cole and all these other pitchers. You have Otani. I no, mean, right. I agree. I agree. I, I think, just I think he was. I would say he was like you know, like a dark horse, like he's like, you know, well, you know, it's cool to have a reliever, talk about one. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah. uh, what's awesome is I also recently got to 200 followers on Instagram. So thank you all. As I hope to get more content out for you guys. Um, but if you guys have any ideas, Dylan, if you have ideas too, let me know. Yep, Cause that will. really helps me. So you want to hop into the Seattle series? Yeah. Yes. I'd love to. Um, would you like to go first? You're the host. Sure. Why not? Uh, game one, we lost nine to two. Um, I think Santander had his 21st home run then, yep. if yeah. I'm correct. Yes, I believe it was 21. Yes. What did you want to say about this game? I mean, the, I really. You know, there want... wasn't, you know, there wasn't much to say about this game. Other than I know. You know, it happens, though, to all good teams. You're going to lose by seven, mm-hmm. eight runs. And and the game that, you know, we'll get to San Diego series soon. But, again, you know, it's just going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, and But I think the series are made of what happened in game two and game three. You know, th- yeah. that's what the season's made of. It's what happened in game two and game three of the Seattle series. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an all 
Cedric Mullins series. You know, I mean, what a, what a, what a ball player he is. But again, you know, it's it's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. the Rays the Rays had a terrible July, right? But they're right in the thick of of the division with us. Um, so again, losses are going to happen. To take away from it, um, this is where that that's kind of where my second closer came in. Okay. That's where it kind of questioned it. Because, you know, I thought, you know, we tried Kano with Philadelphia, the walk-off. So then I'm like, so when Hyde rung in Ballman, you know, I'm like, this, you know, I think we this is our guy. If Bautista's not available, Ballman's our guy. Kind of let up two home runs. One was dropped. But, you know, I that's where my second closure comes into question. Who is the second closure? I think you could have Coulomb. Personally, I mean, Ooh, okay, like a lefty righty, you could. Okay, I, mean, I think he's a great pitcher. To be honest, I think he's a dark horse, great pitcher. Um, and we will talk about Flaherty later. I think everything that Elias has done up to this point is amazing. Besides Flaherty, I really don't think he fits into the scheme. And you can talk about this too. I just don't think he fits well in Baltimore, and that's what my heart says and what my head says, but. The standings say otherwise in the past three games. Um, okay. I like. I, I think we give up a lot mm-hmm. for Flaherty. Now, did I? I didn't. I never thought that Drew Ron was going to be a starting pitcher on this team. Mm-hmm. That's just me. I never thought he was. Now, I thought Cesar Prieto. I think he could be a utility guy at best. A mm-hmm. um Jonathan VR at best. You know that like that's his ceiling to me. You know, um, I don't think we gave up a lot. Like we gave up two AAA prospects. I don't think we gave up a lot, but you know, Flaherty had the three. What was that? I think we gave up three. Didn't we give up like right? We gave up three. We gave up Shaq Showalter. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So this is I. We gave up two AAA prospects and you know and Showalter, but to me they weren't. You know, it wasn't a Connor Norby Mm -hmm. or Joseph Ortiz that we gave up for Flaherty. And Flaherty's start in Toronto looks so promising. It really yeah. did. Um, it just kind of went down downhill from there. I think his look, you know, like to me in the, in the San Diego series, he kind of um, he, he was nibbling around the corner. Yeah, I think. And this came after was it game two or game three? I don't know what what game did Blake Snell pitch? Game three. Game three. Okay, so once I saw Snell pitch, I was like, what if Elias is waiting for Snell? Because Snell is going to be a free agent next season. So I would not be mad if you signed him. Yeah, um, and it's a lefty. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Cole Irvin's a finesse guy to me, but he's you know finesse guys are good, but he's not a Greg Maddox. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's not a Greg Maddox finesse guy. So, um, you know, six man, I think it's smart. Mm-hmm. I love this. I like the six man rotation saves arms, but you know, so. Um, people were when I put out my whatever top five, top six starters. I think it was top five. Um, people are like, why is Cole Irvin so high? Why is Cole Irvin on there? I really think he's actually good as a starter. I think he's better as a starter than a reliever, personally, if you ask me. What do you think about that? I think – here's what I – I think you have to have the best defense behind him for him mm-hmm. to be good, right? Because uh, you can see – I mean, teams – I think he has the one of – you know, he's like in the lowest percentile for the um, hardest ball. Right, right. Yeah, something. So you're, so, so you're going to have to have a good defense behind him. Um, and I think that's what makes you know again what makes him good is he doesn't throw hard, and if you back him up 
behind like a Grayson or a Bradish start, I think maybe it plays an effect into it. Um, but again, I think Cole Irvin, you know, when you hit the it hit your spots like he was, and you have the disgusting backdoor curveball like he had mm-hmm. in Seattle, you're going to pitch good. You're going to pitch good. And this is, I know, hoping this Oakland series, it's almost a revenge start for him. Yeah. No, it was it was a trade, but you know, maybe he can take it as a revenge start and say, you know, I want to pitch my best here. Same with Fujinami. I mean, if he could Fujinami, yes. Yep. And, and obviously, and, we're going to talk about that later. So yeah, yeah. Uh, with game two, the O's won one nothing. This was what the second, third time they won one nothing. Yeah, something like that. I don't know the exact number. Uh, Mountie had a go-ahead RBI single on the top of the tenth. Uh, Cole Irvin, obviously masterclass. We're talking about that. Five innings, two hits, zero runs, one walk, and six Ks. Beyond sixty amazing. pitches, right? Sixty pitches. Something like that. I, yeah, mean, I mean, it was it was incredible. Why would you say, like, if he had 60 pitches, do you think he should have pitched longer or no? I think since it's his first start out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. that's the reason. But it was so risky because I think we have a good bullpen. But, again, you know, sometimes I don't trust the bullpen. Yeah. So it was a risk that Hyde takes. But you take, a, you, take you know, a, um, a risk in everything. Every decision. Now, on the flip side, George Kirby had one of the best starts I've seen in a while. I mean, he was hitting the corners with 98, 99-mile-per-hour fastballs and disgusting pitches, uh, disgusting off-speed pitches. Uh, Let's talk about the whiny Seattle fans and the reporters about King Felix. First off, I can go first with this. I think it's just dumb. Um, The reporter's like, yeah, that's my King Felix. That's our King Felix. First off, you know where he retired, right? Yeah, in an Orioles uniform. Yeah, so they need to calm down about that. Uh, second off, I think all the fans did it because it trolled the Mariners fans, and we didn't think that was going to happen. Um, but, of course, we do call him the Mountain, so it's not like we're taking that from them. Anyway, even if we called him King Felix, like, don't take that personally. Like, there's way many more problems in the world. Like, our bullpen – we need more stuff in our bullpen. You can focus on that. Or if the Mariners have a problem with their bullpen, they can focus on that. Not King Felix. Yeah. I like <laughs> I like calling him Omar. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Omar. Uh game three. Let's talk about this one. Five three win. Uh I did want to highlight the Cedric, the entertainer, or Cedric Mullins, as you know him. In the bottom of the ninth, Mullins made an outstanding catch, literally above the wall. This mm-hmm. robbed the home run from Ty France. If Mullins didn't save this ball, the O's would have lost this game, 100%. Because Bauman gave that home run to the next batter. Then in the top of the 10th, Mullins hit a home run that would end up being the winning two runs. Crazy. I, I mean, it was just beyond crazy. How would you like to describe that play? Um, One of the best Cedric Mullins highlights I've seen. Maybe his best career game. I mean, it's, it may even be his best career game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came against a hot Seattle team, right? It, yeah. just, it just, it just, everything went together. Now, again, you know, I don't know what the can zone, you know, mm-hmm. kind of ruined it a little bit, <laughs> but kind of ruined the fun there with the robbed home run. But again, you know, Cedric Mullins, he's going to be Cedric Mullins. He's like, I think, you know, there was trade talks yeah, last deadline about him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, um, I think we should resign him, of course. But you know, what a great, great game that was in Game Three. I think the Yankees could use a guy like Mullins, um, especially when Judge gets injured or something, just as a backup or whatever. Yeah, but- I. That's a team that can use him now. Do we want him in the division? Absolutely not. not. If we trade him, no. 100% no. No. But, yes, a team like the Yankees. I think a team like the Astros could use him, um, too. You know, I could see him mm-hmm. in an Astros uniform. But I do not want to be talking about Cedric Mullins, though, in another yeah. uniform. <laughs> you know, to be honest, um, I think my dad asked me this. Someone asked me this a week ago. They were like, if Mateo wasn't on the Orioles, where would you see him? I'm like, either DFA or no team or with the Dodgers. Because I think the Dodgers really need speed. And I think the Dodgers could really utilize a player like Mateo um, as much as we do. But I don't think we're going to give up Mateo. What do you think about that? Um, so I thought when Westberg and Kowser came up, when they announced Kowser – uh, actually, when they announced Westberg coming up first, I thought, oh, this is Mateo. Mateo's done. You know, Mateo's gone. No? Yeah, I mean. And then it was Cows, and I'm like, Mateo's definitely gone. Nope. I'm like, wow, they're, you know, and there's, you know, he's a great on defense, right? He's an exceptional base runner. I mean, did he not keep us alive in that Seattle game? Game yeah, three, what a slide that was by mm-hmm. Jorge Mateo. And and what a jump that was. I, off the bat, obviously, he was going, right? Yeah. It's just incredible. Now, I do want to talk about game three, though. Just I want to kind of push it back a little bit because I do you think that was a balk against Andres Munoz? Because that kind of changed it a little bit. I mean, would it have affected the game? So I don't, I don't remember the exact was, I think – Mullins was up, and then it was a chopper to the mound. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mateo was safe, so I don't know. They may turn two, they may not, but a high chance that a run doesn't score there. So I just didn't know if you, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, like, if we would have lost this game 3-2 or something, then I would say, like, oh, we'd go back to it. Like, cause to be honest, until you brought it up, I totally forgot about the ball. Totally. Like, totally forgot about that. Um, and I think that'd be a whole nother situation if we lost that game. Uh, to be honest, we won though. And like, I don't know, personally, I don't think it really affected the game since we won, but it could have totally affected the game. Do you think that it affected well, the if game? I think it affected the game because it was a, because it would have been, if it wasn't a park, it would have been one out and, mm-hmm. and runners will first and second Mullins. I believe it was maybe it was, you know what? I think it was actually Adley. And then Adley chopped like a, a ground ball back to the mound. It wasn't once. It was Adley chopped a ground ball back to the mound. Possibly could have turned two. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's but there's definitely probably going to be two outs. And with two outs, who knows what happens next, yeah. right? And then Canzone comes up and hits a home run. And then... Crazy. I mean, yeah. just after Mullen saves one. Like, come on now. Like, Mullen literally saved Bauman, and then he gets for a home run. Like, worst timing ever. Um, right. I do want to talk about the run production, though. We scored eight runs in the Seattle series, and same thing happens. We didn't score. I think we scored more than eight runs, possibly, or less than eight runs in the Padres series. But we have not been scoring a lot, and I don't know if that's players are tired because of the time difference, or it's just 
the tykes the schedule is overloaded do you think this is like a worry that we need to worry about or not like i do not because in seattle we faced their postseason rotation if we're in a wild card series who's the three guys we're facing against seattle in the wild card series those three that we faced that weekend mm -hmm. right yeah so you know I wouldn't be too worried about the Seattle series. Now in the San Diego series, I was, you know, the bats did not come alive. Mm -hmm. um, one bit. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, you win one of three from San Diego, which we'll talk about next. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I was hoping for two or three, but I think one of three is okay right now, especially with what happened to Juan Franco, which we will talk about later because I think that's a big topic to talk about. Yes, um, yeah. Givens was DFA'd on August 14th. I saw that, yeah. And he only threw four innings after he signed his one-year deal for $3 million. So I think he still gets the $3 million. So, I mean, look, if you told me I don't only have to pitch four innings for $3 million, huh. I would do it in a second. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I was checking his box scores and then his rehabs, and they just weren't, you know, yeah, showing the uh, productivity we needed. Same as Dylan Tate too. Most people forgot about him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, I'll check Dylan Tate's box scores, and I'm like, wow, you know, like Dylan Tate hasn't been doing anything either in his rehabs, like productive that we needed. But with Givens, you know, it's also I don't think there's any room for him in the bullpen. Not really. Unless you know, he had just, five, unless he had five starters, then possibly. Um, with that, do you want to move on to the San Diego series? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so of course they reinstated Alfred and Hicks from the 10 day AL and optioned Alfred to Colton Cowser triple A Norfolk before game one. Um, to be honest, I really like that because Cowser can't really throw in my opinion, um, from the outfield. Like I think Mateo can honestly throw better in the second base than Cowser can. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. Like, so you know, with playing baseball too, right? Mm -hmm. This was me with I saw with Kowser is that you're always taught and I'm taught you're taught this from a very young age, is when you set up an under a fly ball, you want to work by work through it, right? To mm -hmm. throw guys out. So what Kowser would do is he would you know with runner and this is with runners on. With runners on, right? You don't just sit under the fly ball and just sit under it. You want to um, when the when the ball's coming down, you want to be a little bit behind it and work through it. And what I saw him defensively, he was just sit under the ball with a run on third base, the run to attack from third, right? Mm -hmm. And would just make you know again his arm wasn't there because he's not working through it. He needs to work through it. That's what I saw defensively and offensively. I mean, it was one of the maybe one of the worst hitters on the team. I mean, also like cows are still getting stuff in the uh. Right, he's, he's still young. He's still young. So yes. I'm not worried about it. I no, personally wouldn't mind though if they end up trading him for some odd reason, getting pitching or something, because I just think they could get pitching for him. Um, because I think he's valuable in that sense. Uh to be honest, he's not everything I thought he would be, in my opinion. I think he is a I some people expected power from him. Mm -hmm. I I you know, it's he went to uh, Houston University. Was it Sam Houston? Somewhere in Houston, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, his home run 
His numbers weren't off the charts. It was his batting average, his own base percentage. He was a contact hitter, right? So I don't expect many home runs. I expect hits. I expect walks. He wasn't doing any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I expected him to be a little bit faster than what he is. And um, they were talking about, like, I was, they weren't talking about, but, like, the strikeout to um walk ratio was amazing at the beginning. I thought near the end it got a little weary. I mean, if he can walk and get some, get on base, and then you have a power hitter behind him, obviously, O'Hearn, Santander, something like that, Adley, whatever. I mean, Adley's not going to bat after him, but um, unless he's one and Cowder's nine. But uh, if you can have, a, if he can get on base and you can hit a two-run home run, there you go. I mean, right. as you said, though, Cowder's power. So I was hoping at least, like, if you had a man at third, right, you would want him to hit a long fly ball. Doesn't have to be a home run. Just bring that run, not strike out and end the inning, or not strike out and get the second out of the inning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in just four games, though, with Delmarva, Orioles' number one pick in the 2023 draft, Enrique Brad- Bradfield Jr., has drew nine walks and stolen eight bases. Hasn't been caught in these four games. That's just amazing. I mean, he's so fast. He's shown it already. Are you surprised by this? Are you not surprised by this? I am not surprised because I I know he's that type of player, and and I and that's the type of player Elias said he wanted, and mm-hmm. and Elias is a very good, very good at drafting. So I'm not really surprised, honestly. You know, because mm-hmm. he I know he's that type of player. I know what it what a ceiling can be, and and you know if he can do what we expected Cowser to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have the starting spot in the outfield. Yeah, and he's fast. So I mean, he is, like, really, I've seen a lot of Kenny Lofton comparisons to him. Do you think um, he's faster than Mateo? I, I, I think Mateo's faster. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, again, yeah, I'm going off of stats. Like, he, I, I, I think Mateo is like the 99 percentile. I mean, if you could get a piece for Mateo. Um, depending if it's two, three years, whatever, when he comes up, same with Harris down the team, then, um, which I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in two, three years, but say he's on the team, Bradfield comes up, you have Bradfield and Mullins. I mean, I think that's fine enough for speed. Um, and then if you can get pitching from Mateo, that's perfect in my opinion. Well, I don't know what, Wait, but where's you know. he now? He's not on a team, is he? No, no he's in triple A right now. Why? Um, for game one, though, the O's won four to one, and that was what the 74th. No, that was the 74th win of the season, 75th. 75th, yeah, that's right. I believe it's 75. I thought it was 74. I mean, I can check that out right now. Um, um, I've got you, but it was like, you're right, you're right, 74. You're right, you're right. I meant swept, uh, like they haven't got swept in how many series? Oh, it's it's a lot. 76, 77, something around then. Yes. Um, yes. Rodriguez goes seven innings, allowing one run off of three hits. Grayson would have a bar to strike ratio of one sixth. I don't think I wrote that right. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. So that was, yeah, bar to strike ratio. So based on balls to strikes, uh, right. to strikeouts, that's what it was. So one ball, uh, one walk to six strikes. Uh, I just wrote that wrong, so that's why. 
Um, he only gave a solo home run, which I'm fine with, because if you have men on base, you don't want to give home runs then. Um, and then he punched out the side after that home run. So that's awesome that he still had the confidence to punch out that side. Uh, what do you have to say about Grayson in the start? It was one of the best starts of his young career so far. And I mean, uh, I don't know if you know the names offhand because I don't feel like looking them all up. Um, but I think it was McClanahan he faced. Uh, yes, I saw it was, I think it was DeGrom as like his first career start. Mm-hmm. Framber Valdez, I remember from Tuesday, you know, I was, you know, there. So I do remember that one. Um, I know he faced a few good starters. I think he faced like Garrett Cole. I remember he faced Garrett Cole. Yeah, he did. So he faced some Cy Young candidates, mm-hmm. a lot Cy Young candidates. Um, and, and, and matching pitch to pitch with them, basically. So like, yeah. that's crazy. I feel like. Oh yeah, I mean, and and he's that's what that's what you know we wanted him to do, right? Mm-hmm. He's an overpowering guy. I tell you, I don't even know if he needs his slider. I mean, if fastball change is good enough, it seems like you know to dominate. Um, and uh, he just he just became a really good pitcher again. He's probably not going to he's probably not going to be the Orioles rookie of the year or the. Rookie of the year conversation or the rookie year for pitching conversation, but he is definitely a I say a second half, you know, like all star. I would put that out there. He could be potentially a second half all star for the Orioles. That would be awesome. Um, he also had 95 pitches, which I think is his most pitches ever. I could be wrong. Um, and he was the winning pitcher, so that's awesome. He did also have a play where he jumped up. Yeah. And then he uh, threw it to first or something. Like that. Yeah. Or he got the out. And, like, for a six-foot-something guy, you can do that. And how big he is, like, that's awesome. Yeah. No, and he's athletic, too. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, an athletic pitcher. Well, he had his 30-second save. Henderson had a nice three-run double. O'Hearn had his 10th homer of the season. And we're going to talk about O'Hearn later. Um, Because I think he could be the Orioles player of the year, personally. Um, I think he's outstanding right now. Um, Especially right now, I think he's better than Adley. I mean, Adley, in his first 22 at-bats on the road, he was 2 for 22. Um, I think it's like 3 for 23 now or something like that. And that was the 74th win on the season. Um, Game 2, I'll let you talk about that one first. So game two, mm, I don't even. It's just one of those games, you know. Jack, he didn't have his best stuff. Obviously, he was mm-hmm. nibbling on the you know zone with his pitches. His, uh, he definitely didn't have his breaking ball, and he had relied to his fastball. And his fastball got him into some trouble. Um, I think Ben even said, you know, his sh- front shoulder's flying open and his arm was falling behind, so he's pulling everything to the um, left-hand batter's box. Um, as if, if you like go back a little in, in when most watch most of Flair's pitches, they were mostly all outside. And again, it's, it's pulling his shoulder, flying open. Um, you know, it's his third start. Like, I think Elias got him for a reason. Seriously. I think I, I don't know if he comes back. I don't no, know if he so. comes back. I think I mean, it'll, it, I, it's all based on what he does from here on out. I like, I don't think you can judge the man off of three starts, but the three start, I mean, the two stars didn't look good. The Toronto one looked amazing. You know, he had everything, yeah. and his velo was up. I, I, 
in in San Diego, he didn't have his velocity at all that we saw in Toronto. I think he was, and I could be wrong, eight and nine right now, um, or something more than that. I don't know. Um, but season total, I think he's eight and nine. I could be wrong. Um, also, if you ever want to use like stats on my screen, feel free to like just take the stats on my screen and read them off. I don't care. Um, <laughs> that's why they're there. So. But he did a 73 pitches at the end of the second inning. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't have you. No, no. <laughs> like that's that was just crazy. 34 in the first, 39 in the second. Like that's yeah. Insane. Um, let's see. In the second inning, Florida gave up an 11 pitch walk to Soto, nine pitch at bat to Machado for two RBI double, and eight pitch strikeout to Bogart. So I mean, like. That's what, 28 pitches right there with three batters, which is beyond insane. Um, we can highlight this. I don't, we don't need to highlight this. Uh, Jordan Westbrook had his first MLB error in this game. We yeah. don't really talk about it's, that. But they happen. Just just a fun fact. If you yeah, ever, they happen. It's like a party fact. If someone's like, uh, tell me a cool fact. You could say Jordan Westbrook had his first MLB error. Um in the second game versus the Padres. I don't know the exact date. Sorry for that. But, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about Bauman? Coming yeah. Uh, but, you know, great pitcher all year, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't know if you use him in a blowout game like this. It was fun to see me can pitch. Dude, loved it. I was yeah. so happy. I wanted, I wanted Mateo to pitch. I don't know why. I wanted Mateo to pitch. And... When I thought of that, I was like, imagine if Towser pitched. Like, he can't even get the ball yeah. from the outfield to the infield. Ima- Do you think he'd get it over the plate? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, bringing uh, yeah. him in the seventh, I'm going to ask you this, but bringing him in the seventh, I think if you used another position player, that would have been fine. Because so I were thought, they allowed to on the rules? How much were they down by? I think it's if you're down by I'm one. I'm not sure. I, I know it's is it down by ten. I think it's eight, right? Eight. Yeah. I know it's something. I don't know if they're down by that much. Cause otherwise then I agree. Why why use a relief pitcher, you know? hmm uh, I just think if they were down by more than eight, they should have used someone else, like a position player. And yeah. it could have been Westberg. I don't care. Or Mountcastle. Or Mountcastle, whatever. That would have been cool. <laughs> that would be sick. Um but like Bauman coming in, that just adds innings to and adds pitches to him, and that just wastes the bullpen. Um, and that was his third time pitching in four days, which, yeah. Um, I obviously, I said I think they should have saved him for the finale of the series. Um, it could have helped, I don't know. Um, but Mountcastle, and we're gonna keep mentioning his name in game two, 20. That was his 22nd uh, for his on-base streak, which the last person to do that was Trey Mancini, who he's not even playing for a team right now. Um, and then McCann pitched for the first time ever, uh, and Machado was 0-for-1 versus McCann. So I don't know how you feel about that. That game, when he uh, got Machado out, I don't know. I had, like, a smile on my face. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always like Manny. You know, homegrown mm-hmm. kid. He did say it was the fastest rebuild he's ever seen. I mean, like, I loved Manny. Loved watching him in Baltimore. Yeah. And then yeah. 
when he was on the Dodgers, backed him up. When he was on the Padres for like the first year, I was like, okay. And now I'm just getting kind of getting tired of him. Like not tired of him, but like, he's kind of a cheap player. Um, and I don't want to say this as I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm gonna do this comparison. Um, with football, uh, Roquan Smith obviously was on the Bears, and then he came to the Ravens, and he made a dirty play on the Ravens. And personally, I think it was because the Ravens play harder defense, so maybe that's why. And they play grittier, grittier defense. Um, obviously, a lot of fans in the uh, AFC North think the Ravens play like cheap defense, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to say they don't because they do sometimes. Um, and that's kind of what it reminded me of. Uh, I think when he was with Baltimore, he played more fair ball than when he – like, not fair, but more – what is the word? Um, not cheap ball. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I, like, I always seen the Jesus Aguilar. You ever see that? You run down the first baseline, and then Jesus Aguilar is in the uh, division series against the Brewers. Maybe even championship series. Anyway, you run down the first baseline, and Aguilar was wrong for having this – foot on top of the bag but man he kind of like kicked his ankle and i just think you should not do that <laughs> <No>. um <laughs> dude i mean like if you want to have a fight like um ramirez and anderson go for it that was that yeah. was so entertaining that was that was that was and the call on that too like oh, the God. the call was even better i know and if you want to talk about that at any time Feel free to just come in and talk about that. Obviously, I talked about that in last week's episode, mm-hmm. but like, I still can't get enough of it. So, if you want to talk about it, just let me know. Um, eight or August sixteenth, twenty twenty-three, per Mark Topkin, who is a reliable source, uh, Shane McClanahan to undergo Tommy John surgery, expected to miss twenty twenty-four. Um, it does suck to see. It helps the O's though. So, yeah. So does the. Uh, I think one of the other topics we're going to get to soon. But yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yes, McClanahan. You know, he's a great pitcher. I, you know, he's one of the best left-handed left-handed pitchers in the league. He's really good, devastating Mm changeup, great fastball. Um, And I think the Warriors actually need to play a pitcher like McClanahan, a left-handed ace, a left-handed ace. I think Rasmussen was a rookie last year. I could be wrong. I I don't think. I think he was with Milwaukee before that. Okay. I really want to ask me some on the team. I just I think he's a great pitcher. Of course he got injured. Um Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh game three. I mean, before we go to game three, is there anything else you want to say about game two? I know it was ten three blowout. Yeah, I mean there's nothing there's nothing much you nothing can say. Else. Okay. I mean, uh game three, the O's lose five two and drop the series. Um I watched until the Padres scored the fifth run. I was very tired. Um, I do work at a camp, like a day camp, so like the kids tire me out. Um, so that could be another reason. And they already down five two at that point. A five was it five yeah, one five two? Tatis stole. Yes, when he stole. I was home done. I just it was. It was also five to two, by the way. Five because the Mountie home run. Which, okay, yeah. Yeah, but yes, but Tatis stole home. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was like, it's kind of any more painful. Yeah, I mean. I just thought it was a bullcrap game. I don't know why. Um, it does happen, though. We dropped the series to San Diego. I think, personally, we could have won that series. Um, I think we should have won game one and game three. Game two happens, of course. Um, do you think we should worry, though? I mean, 
obviously in the Seattle series, they lost game one, nine, two. And then in this series, the San Diego series, they won, they lost game two, uh, 10 to three. Um, do you think we should worry? I mean, two blowouts and two straight series. So I, you know, I don't think we should worry because look, I've, I hear it all the time, right? Baseball is a marathon. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be points where you're tired during a marathon, right? You're, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you, you want water, you're going to be exhausted, but you know, because things like this happen, every good team has gone through losses, blowout losses, the heartbreaking losses against the Astros. Every team's gone through it. And like I say in the Seattle series, especially face the best three pitchers in the rotation, the San Diego mm -hmm. series, you didn't face the best pitchers in the rotation. We saw a very good Snell, yeah. right? You Darvish, he, he's a finesse guy now um, as he's getting older. And Michael Walker coming back from injury pitched pitched well for the Padres. But I don't think it's a time to worry. Maybe doing I don't know. I mean, most of the O's know Walker because he was on the Red Sox. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I think, though, that they should have hit Walker better because they know him better. Um, but that that was my personal opinion. I mean, do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? I, th I, I think you've seen Walker, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so there's, I, I mean, like, yeah, easy to see Waka. So, I do think, uh, kind of, are we? Do you have anything more to say about the San Diego series? No. Um, besides, I did uh, want to. What's that? Wait, I was gonna say besides uh, Mount Castle's 16th home run, which extended yeah. his 23 game. I mean, he's he's hot right now. Because I did want to say, Oakland is a sneaky team, and you can't sleep on them. No, you can't. You can't sleep on them because you can get away with bad games against Kansas City and win, and can bad games against you know I don't know Detroit and win sometimes. It's like it, against Oakland, you know they may have the worst record in baseball. There's something about them like they're just young, and there's something about them. Yeah, you just can't sleep on them. Well, as I said in the uh, the intro, um, they have nothing to lose. Right? So yeah, they're gonna want to go out there and win because no one likes losing. Like, no one's going to tank to lose. Also, yeah, with the lottery, you can't really – you're not going to tank to lose. Yeah. So, they're going to want to go out and win. So, um, do we – so, um, do we see Spencer Watkins in the Oakland series? Oh, would he be a starter? Would he be – I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. I should have looked this up before. Okay, hold up. Let's see. Because uh, if he is, I would love to see him pitch against Baltimore. That would be crazy if he matched up with Cole Irvin. Yeah, yes. So Oakland has not released the pitchers yet. So I don't know. Um, all I can say though is that once they finish with Oakland, I'm gonna be so happy because this West Coast like schedule just really, really bugs me. And it's so hard to stay up. Like I used to always stay up, which Good by me, I guess. But like, it's so hard staying up now for these nine o'clock games. Like, yeah, especially the ten o'clock games. Well, now you know. Imagine what it would be like without the pitch clock. I know, dude. One o'clock, two a.m. Like, yeah. No, thank you. Yep. Um, looking ahead, obviously Gibson on the mound, game one. He's eleven and seven, four point eight nine ERA. Game two, Cole Irvin, one and three, four point nine two ERA. And obviously he's one and three, but that does not say anything about Irvin. Um, 
just because he hasn't got wins in those games. But he's an outstanding pitcher. Yeah, not much run support. For and then game three, Kyle Bradish, uh, seven and six, three point one eight ERA, best pitcher right now. Do you agree? I would. Mm, I disagree. I would give it to Grayson right now. So I would have Grayson too. Only reason is he's a rookie, so I just I'm scared to give him one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, I feel like anytime he gets out there, has so much confidence, it could always drop. And but again, like if for summer, if you're going back all the way to April to now, uh, yeah, Bradish. But I'm giving it at, in a, a yeah. month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I would probably give it to. Grayson and Bradish is number two there. And then, obviously, like, we have uh, Toronto after this, Colorado, Chicago, Arizona. Toronto's going to be hard. Toronto's going to be very hard. Colorado's not good. We should win two or three. I think we should win three or three. The White Sox, we should win two or three. Hopefully three or three. That would be awesome. Um, If only Odor was still on our team. Odor versus Anderson. (laughs) <laughs> love to see that yes um book it book it for a match uh in <laughs> ufc or something i don't know um arizona of course we have after that they're not hot right now um i know they started over seven after the trade deadline the angels who we actually talk about because that's a topic i wanted to talk about um i'd say they're decent right now there's seven games out of the wild card so not the best then you have boston and Boston's gritty. Like, they really can turn hot anytime. Um, St. Louis, you showing two or three. And then we have Tampa, those four games. And that's where we see a four playoff team or not. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, you know, these, like, Arizona. You know, I think that's. I think we may take two out of three. I don't think we sweep them. And you know, Arizona's still a good team. Mm-hmm. Again, like you said, they've been you know slowing down. Yeah. Um, St. Louis, I, I don't see a reason why we should not, you know, beat them. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay, I think, is going to decide the division. I think personally, we need to win three or four from Tampa Bay because then we have three games at Houston after, and that's going to be hard. Yeah. We so still got can, games in Houston too. I mm-hmm. think that's in September, I believe. Yes, it is. It is. Yes, okay. Um, and like if we don't win three games, uh, if we win two, whatever, I think Tampa Bay can still catch up because Houston could sweep us. I don't want that to happen, but Houston could sweep us. And oh, yeah. I've been talking about this in past podcasts. Um, if they get swept, I want them to get swept soon. Or next year, because one, if you get swapped in the playoffs, that's gonna hurt. Fans gonna hurt. Players gonna hurt. Mental mindset's gonna go crazy. Um, if you get swept, like in that Washington series or Boston series, but for the playoffs, that's gonna bring down the momentum a lot. Yeah, I think Boston. You know, then Boston needs to win every series here and out for them to even have a hope. If I'm, you know. Boston should be one game. What do we have? I know we have four to end it, and I think we have three in Fenway. Something like that. Um, I would say if take five out of seven. You know what I mean? They are three. Boston's three and a half games out of the wild card. 
yeah, I mean, they're just a, they're, you know, they're the they're a team that, yeah, they're just hanging, never hanging the edge of the wild card spot. Mm -hmm. Same with Seattle. They're a half game out. Yeah, the Seattle-Toronto race has been fun to watch. Yeah, I hope Seattle. Uh, I'm, more, I'm more leading Seattle. I want to see Seattle. I, I can't stand another. The more know. that Toronto's become better, the more I hate them. I don't know. I mean, Toronto can heat up any second, which is kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have other topics. Um, to do. we can we have the Angels topic. I have Wander Franco. We have the John Means topic. Uh, he has some topics down here, as you can see. Um, we did talk about Grayson matches top pitchers, so we can just take that out. Okay. Um. So I think I would love to talk about the John Means situation. Okay. So let's do that first, then. Um. Do you want to start? You want me to start? Um. I'll, I guess I'll go here. My, okay. my first question to you is, who's gone? If Means is back, that is a good question. That is a really good. Who's question. gone? I don't know. Vespi. Or, I, I do go lefty for lefty. Irvin. Like, you know, because I, for first, I don't think. Means will be in the rotation. I think he's going to be in the bullpen to finish out the year. Yeah. Because you're going to have to slowly work him back. But I don't know who's gone. You have two solid innings in the bullpen, two scoreless innings, no hits, whatever. I'd take that from him any day. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Better than uh, Fujinami sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, before August 10th, the last time Means would pitch in a competitive game uh, was the 13th of April in 2022. That was not an MLB game, so I don't know. And I saw this online, but I don't know where he pitched. And I thought maybe you would know. Um, do you know? Because he got injured June fifth, twenty twenty one, against the Guardians. And I only know that because I was at that game. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, so if anyone knows, please tell me because I'm actually kind of curious. Um. <laughs> But it means first start back from Tommy John. He would pitch two innings while allowing one hit, as he also had two strikeouts. Uh, it means second start, he didn't pitch as well, as he would get the loss. Um, means would pitch one in one-third innings, allowing four earned runs off of four hits and two walks. Means would also have a strikeout, but it's a strikeout. It's one strikeout. Um, I'm glad to see Means pitching and getting back so soon. Uh, anything else? like? Is there anything like you're really excited to see from Means when he gets back, like to the majors? His reliability. He's reliable. Mm -hmm. You know, he's very reliable. That's what this rotation needs. Yeah. You need a reliable pitcher because Gibson's not reliable. I know that facts. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm just reliable. Reliable doesn't have to be a two ERA guy. To me, reliable is somebody who's who's consistent, consistently mm -hmm. give, giving up only three runs, four runs. Yeah, I feel like you can work with four runs. It's not the best, but you could definitely work with three. Yeah, right. Somebody who's consistently doing that, and that's what John means is. Yeah, I mean, you can work with three runs. I think three, four runs, but yeah. the second it goes five plus, it's just like, oh. um. Yeah. Obviously, we were talking about Adeline not being hot on the road so far uh, in these three series. Um, well, three because they play open next. But do you think Adley turns his bat back, uh, turns her on, um, 
during Oakland or when we get back into Camden in Baltimore? He's due for a, uh, you know, he's, I think it will be, I think he's going to turn around back in Camden Yards. I, you know, it's been a tough road trip mm-hmm. for him. Uh, uh, you know, he, I think it happens to everybody. You know, They're all going to have bad road trips. Yeah. At home stands, bad road stands. I think he's going to turn around when he comes back home. And, and I hope he turns around before the postseason. Hopefully. Um, also, I'm just going to add this. What do you think about the Yankees being under 500 this late in the season? It's exciting seeing such a disaster. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> you know, we haven't seen – I've never in my life, lifetime, again, I'm young, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's a few years ago. I've never ever seen a the Yankees and Red Sox at the bottom of the division. I know. Ever. Crazy. Um, but I, I'm you know so what? excited. It's nice seeing them battle out for last place than first place. Yes. I'm Crazy. so excited to see a dumps of fire of a season from the Yankees. Finally. Finally. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think once Hicks came to Baltimore and started being on fire, I think that was insult to entry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, talked about Adley. Didn't want to cover this. On the 13th of August, Kevin Brown was talking about the Orioles player of the year, and this was on, like, the uh, Masson feed, and he was talking about Adley and Bautista. Uh, I think O'Hearn or Mounty could be uh, player of the year. I honestly don't think Adley could be player of the year just because I don't think he's as good as people really, like, put him out to be. I mean, Adley's a great player. I just don't think he's a superstar yet. Um, and I'm not talking bad about Adley. I just don't think he's as good as the media says he is. Um, same with Bautista, personally. Um, what do you think about that? I agree with Adley. I do disagree with Paul Felix. I think he's one of the best. I think he's yeah. Name okay. So I guess name me a better pitcher closer in the AL. I can't think of anyone right now. And I'm not saying like he's like not the best closer. I'm just saying, like, I don't think he's always reliable that way. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, he isn't always reliable. Like, I feel like you need to give him three to two runs of support, the Orioles. Um, the lease with Angelos, I really hope they sign it soon. Uh, the lease ends December 31st, 2023. So hopefully they sign it soon. Like, I think, a- I think they will again. Both sides want you know, mm-hmm. I think both sides want to be in Baltimore. I and think they'll get it done. Somebody's going to be unhappy with it, I think. So, the thing is, like, Angelos is like, have you seen Ballpark Village before? No. Like, And it looks into the stadium, something like that. And to be honest, I think he could do that in Baltimore. And here's my idea. You have that huge warehouse. Huge. You could put, like, in that warehouse, there's so many offices. So you could have half of it looking in the stadium, obviously have, like, a drink rail out there. Um, could possibly, I don't know, you could possibly put seats on top of the warehouse. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I know in Chicago, they have those seats, like, outside. Do you know what I'm talking about? The seats outside? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they have those. So if you could do that, that's pretty cool. And even if you took half of the warehouse to add uh, rooms and stuff to whatever, it could be club-level stuff, it could be whatever, there's still another half of offices. So it's not like you're taking up the whole warehouse. You know where the Babe Ruth Museum was, right? Yes, yes. You could use that too. You could uh, re-envision that, revise that, put something there. 
uh if they had to add something like that what would you do um i mean i would i don't know like i would obviously love it now mm -hmm. again i think this 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 state would look at the effects of it right yeah you know that just come into play but yeah you know it would be cool right? it would be really cool i don't It'll think it cool. would happen but it would be really yes. really cool yes also I know Angelo said he wanted like four hundred thousand parking spots or something like that. Uh, that isn't going to happen. That's not. So yes. when the Ravens when the Ravens signed their lease, they literally asked and made sure they had four hundred thousand parking spots that were leveled for tailgating. So there's not that many parking spots for Cam Newton. Now, if they would have signed the lease earlier, that's a whole other story. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Um, think. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, we did talk about the O's backup closer. Um, we kind of mentioned Fuji a little bit. Do you think he's helping or not helping? I think that he's developing. So I guess okay. It's it's tough to say. In this high leverage spot that he's been in, it's so fifty fifty. He helped in the Seattle series, but then kind of didn't help. It didn't help in the Houston series. It's like sometimes he does, sometimes he hasn't. So you know, I don't really have a definitive answer for you there. Kind of. Right. just 50-50 there. 50-50. That's what I think. Um, Jackson Holiday, literally raking. Yeah. Um, I think he had a triple today. Either today or yesterday. Dude, beyond amazing. I've, again, never seen a player come up through the minor league system this fast. Um, if you have, please name that player. I would love to know. I think he should move to Norfolk by the end of the season. Um, I think you should move him to Norfolk now. Others are saying bring him up to the big leagues by September. I don't think that should happen. I think he's your number one prospect. You should develop him as much as you need to develop him to make him perfect when it comes to the big leagues. Hey, y'all, we are back. Um, so it did cut off with me and Dylan. Um, so I'll just finish this podcast, basically. Um, but, again, thanks for Dylan for coming on. Obviously, I'll thank him after this. But there's one more thing I wanted to talk about. So let's move into the Wander Franco case. Wander Franco, is he guilty or not? For everybody that doesn't know what happened, Tampa Bay Rays star shortstop, 22-year-old Wander Franco, was accused for an alleged relationship with a minor. This rumor started early this week, and it's got more serious as the days have went by. Today, on the 17th of August, Hector Gomez tweeted this message. A person very close to the investigations into the case of Wander Franco said, it will be very unlikely that Wander Franco will play in MLB again. Judging by the results of the investigations that are currently being carried out, which directly commit to him, to the accusations against him. When these accusations came out around three days ago, or four days since this comes out on Friday, the Rays public representative team came out and informed the public that the Rays and Franco have mutually agreed that he will not go on the road trip or on this road trip that they have right now um, and will be on the restricted list and take leave from the club for the duration of the current road trip. Personally, I think this whole situation sucks with fans and MLB. Franco is, or Franco, is an up-and-coming star and has really helped put the Rays at the position they are now. Of course, Franco's from the DR and only speaks Spanish as I feel they may not be as strict with these allegations in the DR. So I don't think he knew better. Still, at the end of the day, the situation shouldn't have happened, and I was shocked it did. Um, that is what happened in the Wander case. 
Um, I really hope these are all fake. I, I hope that he comes back because as much as he tortures O's fans, he's a great player. And he's a really, really great player. So I hope his career does not get ruined. But if it does, that sucks. I did enjoy watching him play. Um, he was a great shortstop. He is a great shortstop. So, yeah. With that, though, let's move into the closing here. So, hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and if you enjoy my podcast, be sure to tell your friends and family about my podcast, too. How about we discuss this week's trivia of the week? This week's question asked, who led the Orioles in 1974 home runs? The answers were A, Brooks Robinson, B, Boog Powell, C, Frank Robinson, and D, Paul Blair. So Dylan said uh, Boog Powell. So the right answer was B, Boog Powell. Powell would lead the O's in 1970 with a total of 35 home runs. Frank Robinson would be a second with 25. And Paul Blair and Brooks Robinson would each have 18. In the next podcast, I'm pretty sure I will talk about the Orioles homestand with the last series um, of Oakland. Um, and this homestand includes the Blue Jays, Rockies, and the White Sox. I would like to thank Dylan again for coming on and sharing his opinions and thoughts about the Orioles. As always, enjoy your week and weekend. And go O's!